good morning everybody. Yat e anotsho shikedo shitiazena. Today is October 8th, 2023. This is episode number 15. We made it to 15. And the recording that you just heard is of my late grandmother. Uh, and if you knew her or got to know her through my social media shares and whatnot, you've come to know that um, she was very well known for her singing. And um, that was her passion. She loved to sing no matter what. If we were attending an event somewhere uh, and they had like a, does anybody want to do entertainment kind of a thing? She'd be the first to volunteer to sing a song. Uh, and of course, um, the song that you heard is kind of like, um, you know, in the Navajo way, when, when they have um, singing, they, they usually do songs that were fun and reminisced about a memory or talked about something. And she was always good at that. She was always good at those sort, sort of songs, uh, especially during dot time, during the summer. Um, that was her passion. She loved going to song and dances as well as to um, dot ceremonies to sing those type of sway songs. Uh, you know, the songs that you hear in the morning when they throw out candy and all those goodies, Cracker Jacks, whatever, or even on a Sunday afternoon when everything's kind of finishing and the sway songs. My grandma always had a, had a passion to sing those songs. And of course, song and dance are predominantly where my grandma's known. And um, my grandma was really known for her singing. <clears throat> people enjoyed to listen to her sing. And people used to always say she has a very strong voice. And in, in the Navajo way, too, there's, there's always this thing about female singers and how... Um, they shouldn't really be singing and they shouldn't be overpowering the men when it when it comes to singing but that was never the case for my grandma she was always uh, she could out sing any guy especially my che out there and she was known for that and these ladies used to depend on her to lead that lead that group or lead that 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 wherever they were at they would ask her to come because they knew she had a big voice she had a very powerful voice and so that's what my grandma's known for i'm very glad that i i was able to document a lot of these things um, especially when it came close to this time of the year seven years ago um, not knowing what we were what was going to happen <clears throat> but um, i was always with her i was always with my grandma and 2016 was an interesting time because she's the only one that knew what was coming and she wanted to go and do all these things and participate and and be about and we didn't really catch on until the end of summer because she kept wanting to go places she kept wanting to to be among people she kept wanting to see people she kept wanting to go to different ceremonies and um but at the same time, she was getting tired. So it was, it was interesting time that we were going through um, the summer of 2016. Like I said, um, last time I was dedicating this episode to my late grandmother, <clears throat> and um, that's what I'm gonna do. So um, bear with me, and I and I hope this, um, you know, also brings comfort for you too in recognizing your loved ones and where you've come from, because this is where I come from. This is the 
foundation of my life. This is everything that has prepared me for the rest of my life comes from certain individuals. Everyone that raised me has a big impact on on where things have gone for me up to this point in life and where things will go moving forward in my life. So um, <clears throat> my late grandmother, um, she was born in June. She was born June 9th of 1937 and she was born in Fort Defiance. Um, in 2016, when she passed, she passed on October 11th, 2016, and she was 79 years old at the time. Uh, and of course, um, uh, it was interesting because yesterday, uh, or the other day, was when she left for the hospital. She didn't come home after that. And we went through four days of, um, of that transitioning of life for her. And um, it was a very interesting time. A lot of people came out, supported us. A lot of people found out what was going on. And they, they came to visit her and see her one last time and just share memories with us. <clears throat> and it was interesting because at that time, when people were coming back to us, telling us, you know, I saw your, I saw your grandma, I saw your mom um, over the summer or earlier that year. And she would say things like, um, this will probably be the last time I'm going to see you. They would say stuff like that to us. They would say, the last time I saw her, she um, she told me that she wasn't doing very well health-wise and that this might be the last time I would see her and for me to take care of, it was for me to take care of myself and, and whatnot. So it was interesting to hear that because um, only she knew what was coming and she was preparing people, preparing us as a family for her departure from this world. So it was a it was a very interesting time in 2016, and we didn't catch on till towards the end of summer, as to what was you know happening with us. But um, my grandma's name was Sally Ann Begay. Um, her Navajo name is Shinaba, and usually you don't share the Navajo name um, when you're here on Earth. It's something that only happens during ceremonies, and what have you. But when a person departs from this world. Um, you're supposed to use just their Navajo name to recognize who they were when they were here. And so we, we use the term, her name, uh, Shinaba. And um, she was born of Tkapaha Ado Tkachitni. Now, this is very interesting because um, me, myself, so my grandma, my masan, and I have the same clans. She's also Tkapaha and Tkachitni. So, of course, I get the Tkapaha from her. You know, she got it from her mom. It went to my mom. And then also now because I'm my mom's child, I'm Tkapaha. And my dad is Tkachitni. So, it's interesting, right? I always, that was always interesting. And I, I rarely find people who share the same clans as me. And that was my grandma. <clears throat> so when we used to go places or see people, she used to call me her little brother. She used to call me Sitsile because our clans were the same. And um, when we would see people or sometimes people would think I'm her son. And so she would tell people, yes, that's my son. That's my little brother and things like that. And she would call my dad her dad because he was Tkachitni. And that was my mom's second. That was my grandma's second clan. So it was. It's very interesting that she was also Tkapaha and Tkachitni, 
And um, my grandmother's, um, her mom, uh, Shema Sancho, her name is Ruby, was Ruby Brown, and her dad was Kiyazi, and they both came from Twin Lakes, New Mexico. And my grandma also had a brother, and his name was Kenneth Yazi, and he comes from Rock Springs area. We have other relatives too. We have relatives that go back to Seattle, and then back to Pine Springs, Arizona. And so we we kind of came from those areas to Twin Lakes. And of course, my grandma met my Che. My Che came from Nacaypeto, which is Mexican Springs, New Mexico, near Tohatchi. And they, they made a home in, in Twin Lakes. But um, my grandma attended um, school in Mexican Springs. Uh, it was a BIA school. And then she eventually left to Utah to Brigham, Brigham Young, uh, Brigham City. Uh, for today, Intermountain Indian School out there. Uh, and of course, through the missionary, she went to Rehoboth Christian School, and that's where she met my Che. And as I, I had an episode dedicated to the Inner Travel Indian Ceremonial, they met at the ceremonial, and they became friends um, from there in 1958 when they got married. And they got married, and uh, they were... They were married for 59 years. Um, we were going to be ready to celebrate the 60th anniversary the following year, but um, in October is when my grandma had passed in 2016. So um, my grandma also had a very strong faith uh, in, in the Christian Reform, and she went to church at Bethlehem Christian Reform in Twitlagai, and so that's kind of where I grew up in, too, because my mom went there, and um, I went to church with them, and that's where I grew up is at Bethlehem Christian Reformed Church. So we have a, a lot of relatives that also come from that area and growing up in church with them. Uh, of course, you know, my grandma was also very deep in her, her cultural background, and that's what she was known for, being a cultural teacher and sharing her knowledge Um in the background of who we are as Navajo people, and she had a strong, deep understanding and knowledge of traditional ways and practices, you know, with the support of Maiche, learning those ways and, and sharing those as a family. And um, my, um, my mom, of course, is the oldest, uh, my mom, and then my aunts, and of course, um, we all lived in Twin Lakes. Um, my mom, my dad met, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't shared that story yet. But my mom and dad were arranged marriage. And they settled in Twin Lakes. And that's where I grew up, uh, of course. And then um, my aunt uh, lived in Gallup, lives in Gallup. And my little brother uh, between Gallup and Phoenix as well. But um, through all of that, I... Um, grew up with my grandma because home they lived just like within like 50 feet of us so they were just right there and um they I was with them all the time my grandma and my Che growing up all the way through my upbringing and a lot of things that I've learned is through them and because of them and of course um wanted to share just a small little tidbit that I also have of my grandma talking about one of the things about the emergence and that that this is what it is. Hmm. See, 
And my grandmother was actually one of the first employees that were hired under Chairman Peter McDonnell. So she was a big supporter of Peter McDonnell. Um, and for the ONEO, uh, which is the, um, the, the push for change in government, and my, my grandma used to say it stood for only Nakai eat onions. Um, her and the late um, Vanji Wayeko, they were advocates in, in the transition of, of government during that time. And then from there, um, it was the it was the economic opportunity program that was starting with the Navajo government back during those early formations of, of the tribe and moving forward from the chairman era and forward through the presidential era. But my grandma was part of that and she was always a big advocate for politics. She was always involved in politics. That's where I get that from. She um, was a local leader as well at our at our local community. She served in various capacities of leadership with the chapter. She never ran for a nomination council. I don't think she had that, that sort of um, ambition to do that. She wanted to stay at the local level. And she did a very good job at it. And my grandma was one of the folks who carried the dialogue for our new chapter and got money for it from the state of New Mexico uh, in Santa Fe. And so um, my grandma then became a um, uh, teacher's aide where she became a cultural teacher at Winter Rock Unified School District. <clears throat> and she, she was there all the way through my upbringing in school. So I went to home base at Twin Lakes um, Home Base Head Start. And then kindergarten on, I transferred to Winderock Unified School District. And that's when I used to go to school with my grandma every day. So I was with her every day, all the way through mid-school and part of high school. And it was in 2002 that my grandma retired. So she, she worked for about 35 years with the school district. And then she retired in 2002 because the following year in 2003 was when I was going to be graduating from high school. And that was her reason to stay, was to be there as long as I was there. And um, it was something to have your grandma there, you know, a relative there back in the day because she would always check on me. She would always make sure I was okay. She would make sure people wouldn't um, pick on me, especially teachers. She would get after them. Um, my grandma was also a very stern individual, very strict, uh, and so she she had that demeanor about her, and she wouldn't let. She would always used to tell me, "Don't let people push you around." <clears throat> and so I think I that's why I become that. Um, I can be aggressive when I when I can be type of person. That's how my grandma was. And um, just to kind of go off track a little bit, I remember growing up, um, I went with them to a dot ceremony, and I think it was to a Jinjay, which is second night. It was somewhere on Deer Springs Road, and um, I remember we were there, and as you know, that the second night usually doesn't start till the sun goes down, and they light the fire, and they sing, and they dance. But that night, <clears throat> something happened. It was between an, an individual 
a lady and one of my grandma's friends and um they got into it they got into a shouting match because the lady was accusing the other lady and you know this happened back in the day too of, of messing around with her husband or something like that something got out of control and um my grandma got so upset with the other lady accusing her friend of that i always remember my grandma taking off her belt she took off her concho belt and she folded it in half and she was ready to hit that lady with it and i remember my che grabbing the belt and throwing it in back of the truck and he also told me get in back of the truck and stay there don't move until i get everybody so he had to get my grandma he had to find my aunt and we had to leave because it got out of control so yes um it used to be wild back in the day too <laughs> but um i always think of that and i remember that that's like a snapshot in my memory when i think of things growing up um i remember that i remember my grandma standing there with a belt in her hand over her head ready to ready to swing it at that other lady so yeah grandma was rough grandma was tough and um and I make concho belts now. So when I make concho belts, I think of that all the time. It's so interesting because um, it's the first thing that comes to my mind <laughs> is when I um, when I when I make a concho belt and I finish it, I think of that. I think of my grandma because my grandma had a beautiful concho belt collection too, and, and I don't know why. That's the first thing I think of is that is how she almost hit a lady with it anyway just oh and then there was another time too that something happened with my mom and my my grandma got upset and she took off her belt and she was folding it around her hand to hit that person with it and that was probably in my middle school years so yes my grandma was my you could not my grandma was a type of person when someone said something about her children about me about anything about her she and you will you probably can relate to this she was out there she was gonna come and confront you she was gonna look for you she was that my grandma was that type of person like if someone has something to say or she heard about someone saying something she would go over there she would literally drive to the person's house and confront them and ask them you know I heard you said this I heard you said this about me. I heard you said this about my my kids, about my family. She would she would confront people face to face all the time. And I I remember being with her when arguments happened with certain people too and she was so good at telling people off from their toes all the way to their head. I've heard her talk like that. She's used words in our language that are so harsh. And I remember one time I used a certain word and my Che got upset with me. He said, do, do not say that again. And I'm not going to say the word, but I remember the word. And I, that always reminds me of my grandma too. And, I, and when, I, when I'm in a situation where I'm so angry sometimes, I whisper it to myself. And that's another thing that, that takes me back to my upbringing. I may, I'm making my grandma sound like a really rough person, but she was mean. She was a mean person. Like you could not cross her. You could not say anything about her. Even my, my great grandmother, she was like that too. And 
but they were the nicest person to me. They were, I was all, they were all about me. Everybody else, they were so strict with, especially my mom. You know, she, my, my grandma was always strict with my mom, but she was never like that with me. She was good to me. She raised me well and, and whatnot. But um, going back, um, my grandmother was always known to be dressed. She never wore pants. And she used to always say that. She used to always say that all the time. Is um, Sani but but She would always reference that a lady should always be in a skirt. And when she saw a lady in the pants, she used to always say something and talk about being judgy. And that's where I get that from too. I will admit it. But she was always like that. She'd be like hot. She would say something if she ever saw a lady especially around her age wearing pants and she used to say that to my mom i always remember that too she used to say that to my mom a lot you know and and age shot you know i made you these nice clothes and you're not you don't wear them instead you wear you wear pants all the time and stuff like that you know my grandma was that type of lady and she would work hard uh, and in them she'd be in this you never saw my grandma without a skirt on she never had pants on in the winter time it, if it was so cold she would have sweatpants underneath the skirt that's how she she was and she, she'd be outside pulling weeds in her skirt she'd be everywhere in her skirt butchering in her skirt everything no matter what you always saw my grandma in a skirt and of course you always saw her dressed my grandma was always dressed in the nicest jewelry. She had a beautiful collection. <clears throat> and I think that was the that was the hardest thing to do was the jewelry. I think out of everything that we had to go through um, back in 2016, it was cleaning up the jewelry. It was taking it all out and washing everything off, uh, especially when it came time to prepare her for her final resting. Uh, I was the one that had to do that and I had to scratch the backs of everything. I had to scratch everything that was gonna go with her. The belts, the bracelets, the rings, the pendants. I had to scratch the back. And that's just something that we do in our way when we when we prepare to send someone off is that we have to scratch the backs and clean it so there's no handprints on them and i was the one that did that and that was the hardest thing for me to do because um i love jewelry and that's where that's where i get it from is the passion for jewelry comes from my grandmother and so um her collection um, it became it became all of ours as a family and I, I wear I always make sure to wear something from her every day um, whether it's a necklace whether it's a bracelet a ring a pendant I pretty much um, have quite a bit of a collection because of her and I add to that um, she was a big collector of stones too so she would find stones and she collect them and she would ask people to make her jewelry with the stones that she she would find um of course my che was the one that made most of her jewelry uh the touchin family angie and the late ben touchin 
were also um, her second go-to for jewelry. They made a lot of pieces for her, cluster pieces for her. Sleeping Beauty was her favorite stone. And um, you never saw her without a necklace on. You never saw her without anything, rings, bracelets. And I mentioned this last time, and she used to say that to me a lot, you know. Nyo shant, nlatsin shant, hajin bracelet shant. She would always say that to me all the time, and she would get upset with me if I didn't wear anything. And she would always um, reference um, my work. You know, she goes, um, a weight but bracelet you're wearing a baby bracelet you should be wearing a big bracelet like some of these like a Navajo like a Navajo man should be wearing she would always say stuff like that to me so I'm always careful about the type of jewelry that I'm wearing and I can't wear you know dainty small pieces uh, with all due respects it was just how I was raised and, and of course um I like making big jewelry too so when I make jewelry I think of how she used to like her style and uh, and of course um moving forward but um yeah that's um my grandmother and um a big advocate for the community a big leader in the community um always about serving everybody whether it was our veterans whether it was families and that's why we do what we do as a family to this day we continue those things we we have a, a dinner during the holiday. We hosted the Christmas dinner last year at Fire Rock Casino. And um, this winter, we're gonna do the same again. We're gonna serve the community on Thanksgiving around that time and have a free turkey drive up again. We did that two years ago. So it's always thinking of the people. And my mom was mentioning to me the other day that we should have an elder fest in the spring of next year. So continuing the traditions that that raised us and that taught us and um those are the two things i want to again stress and promote a lot to you in this episode in in memory of my late grandmother is the those are the two things that are passed down from our mother's side and we learned that having those two instilled in everything that we do um, and always sharing love and sharing compassion and that's where I get it from and that's where I've been raised through and that's something that will always be part of me and so in, in concluding this episode I wanted to you know share with you the background of that's where I come from it was this it was my grandmother it's my mom it's now me and moving it forward uh, of, of, you know, thinking of people and being compassionate and, and not being selfish and sharing good things with everybody and, and everything that we do uh, throughout our, um, our lives as human beings. Um, and so as we move forward, I'm going to be putting out announcements for the holiday dinners coming up. You're more than welcome to volunteer. It's not just for the community of Twin Lakes. It's going to be for everybody. So anyone can come by and get a free turkey meal. We're going to have some entertainment. We're going to do some giveaways. Um, I will be having the Christmas holiday dinner again coming up. An appreciation dinner just for everyone that we know and coming together and sharing a good meal. 
Um, I appreciate you coming in and listening to my podcast today, uh, episode 15. So I look forward to 15 more and 30 more. And if you can, please um, sh- uh, leave a comment or leave a um, a five star. And this brings up my ranking on the podcast scene. Um, and of course, um, I'll continue to share good messages and good thoughts Today's again October 8th and we were out at the Western or Western we were out at the Shiprock Fair this past yesterday Saturday and Friday Thursday so um, it was nice to be out there but it's always so many people and I think because we're coming down to the end of the fair season people are coming out it's just too much traffic though and there's so much going on and everything's going on everywhere it's hard to enjoy the whole thing or know where to go um, we were looking for Kevin uh, yesterday with Native Boba Tea, and we didn't know that there was a new market that he set up at way up the way. So we hiked up there just to get a boba. Um, again, a very compassionate individual um, sharing his message, sharing his product and his business. And as much as I, I never like getting free things, and he's always like, just take it. And we're like, no, I want to pay for it. We're going to pay back in some way. So um, visit Kevin, uh, Native Boba Tea, and I think he'll be back uh, next Saturday at the Gallup Flea Market, is what he was saying. And then, of course, Western Fair is coming up. Uh, unfortunately, we will not be making it out there. have some plans coming up for that weekend, um, supporting the, the um, Phoenix Indian Center's um, Silver and Turquoise Ball out in Phoenix, Arizona. So that'll be that same weekend. Um, but as we begin this week... Um, on October eleventh, uh, uh, will be um, seven years since my my grandmother has um, passed on. But sharing her legacy, sharing her teachings, um, everything that she left in this life for us as a family, something that I will continue to do. All of you pretty much can relate to that um, with your loved ones in all, any and all capacities to move forward because of them and to continue their memory and continue their teachings through anything that you do in your life. You're you're a reflection of your upbringing. You're a reflection of your parents, your grandparents. Remind yourself of of, of that every day. Continue to push forward for them. And of course, you're also someone's um, cherished memory and you're someone's um, dreams and aspirations. So continue to support each other on the positive side of things, continue to move forward and, and push those barriers for anything and everything out there. I just want to thank you all for um, listening again today. I look forward to again seeing you all pretty soon next week um, and travel safe wherever you may go. Be careful in any and all capacities that you do and, and mind yourself and remember those folks that raised you and where you where you came from. So Thank you very much again for listening in on this podcast. Please keep in mind that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests and they do not necessarily reflect the official position or policy in regards to JT Woolley. 
While we make every effort to provide accurate and up-to-date information, the content of this podcast may not always reflect the most current news, developments, or those of everyone's belief or background. Ayahat.